Hey, what's going on? It's your boy Kim and Airborne. I'm over here kicking it with Jigsaw Company over here in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Yes, sir. Yo, what it is? It's your boy Jigsaw Blue back with another episode of Jigsaw and Company. But this time we're doing something different. Uh, this is my first virtual episode. So, y'all, I need y'all to be prepared and on the looks for that. Still streaming on all platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and on the Anchor app. If you're not on Anchor FM, please download the app. It's a whole bunch of podcasts on there, diverse podcasts, different types, storytelling, whatever you into, you, I'm probably, I'm pretty sure it's there. So go ahead and check that out while you're on there, Jigsaw and Company. Now, my guest today is a up-and-coming singer from Atlanta, correct? Yes, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Hey, we was talk, uh, talking before uh, we started recording, and I told you I was going to butcher your last name. Um, but <laughs> you helped me out. Uh, give it up for Morgan McGross, right? Yeah, yeah, you got it right. <laughs> what's what's up, up? So she's a singer uh, out of Atlanta. So we we're gonna get to how you got into becoming a singer or wanting to become a singer. What's the story behind that? Wow. Okay. So I started singing when I was like 11. My mom, I told my mom I wanted to sing. So I had to find the vocal coach, of course. I had to do everything because, you know, parents, especially when you got to put money, I was like, you got to show me that you want to do this. So I found the vocal coach, started going to vocal lessons after that, and just kept going with it which is like rare. I feel like that's how you know when it's something you want to do. Cause usually kids, you know, they do something for a little bit, they fall off. But I was like, nah, this, this I like this. So ever since then, I just been singing, keep going. That is a real dope lesson that your parents taught you, especially at that young age, because you know, uh, a lot of times in the black community, and I've been speaking on this for a lot, for, for a while now, is that we don't push our babies to uh, you know, go after their dreams or whatnot, but also in the fact of when you're going after your dreams, you're going to have to put it into work as you did. You, like you said, you had to find a vocal coach, you had to do whatever to prove to them that you're that was your passion, that's that's what you wanted to do, and yeah. that's a real dope lesson. Uh, give it up, I gotta give props to your people, yeah. man. That's thanks, that's mom. Real <laughs> so you said at 11, you knew you wanted but you knew you wanted to sing. What was your influence that like, was like, okay, this made me want to do it? Mm-hmm. Let's see. You know, I was, I, I was kind of shy when I was young, you know, in school, of course, kids are going to be mean. I wasn't like popular or nothing. So it was kind of like, these kids don't like me. I didn't, I wasn't really doing nothing. I was like, I don't want to play no sports. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. But I always love music, you know. And, you know, I think a lot of people relate to that. A lot of people love music. But I was like, you know what? I think this could be the avenue I take where I could really feel like I could do this. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't necessarily a specific influence or a person or anything like that. I felt like I just had that certain connection to something in the arts, at least, where I was like. So, 
when you was younger, did you give like a uh, little notion that, okay, I want to sing like uh, my son, I don't know, like, I don't know what he's going to want to do or going to do, but I know it's going to have to do something with entertainment because he's either singing, dancing, doing his own stunts. And I mean, like, literally, like, throwing himself on the ground. I'm like, that don't hurt. But <laughs> no, so no. <laughs> he just about that's that's the, that's crazy because, like, well, I, that's another story. But um, there was no like there was like no uh, signs or anything that you was doing as you was growing up. No, like I said, I was really shy. So like, of course, when I was in my room and stuff, you know, you dance and you sing, you do whatever. But no, there was like, mm -mm, I was really shy to show anybody anything. And then I'm from Clayton County specifically around like the Jonesboro area. And we don't have a lot of, you know, extracurricular activities that where kids are able to explore, you know, things in the arts. I think we have like, I didn't even know about magnet schools of the arts and stuff growing up until I got to like my freshman year in high school. And I was like, oh, you could do that. But by that time, I was like, oh, I'm too deep in. I can't even go over there right now. But so I kind of didn't even think of it as like a real possibility. It was weird, you know? I feel like I just was like, oh, if you're famous, you, you, you come out the womb famous and you just a singer. And so like, I just was like, I don't know. Maybe that's not in the cards for me or else that's where I would be. Like, I didn't really think of it as a real possibility. Like, just like being an actress or I was just like, oh, that's just like, movie stuff that's not something uh, I could do. so so what, what was so wh where was the change at from okay I don't think it's a possibility to like okay this is going to be it let me see uh, let me see the change so I wouldn't say it was right like when I started you know getting vocal lessons and everything because you know, I didn't really have confidence in myself as an artist, even, you know, in the beginning, of course. So I was still like, maybe this is something I like to do, but the confidence wasn't there. But when I was like, let me see, probably like four years in, I was like, and of course, and you know, I'm a preteen and teenager and you just going through everything in life. And <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I can't do this. I'm, I'm not good. I don't want to, like, I couldn't be that. And then I was like, so I would try and stop and be like, let me just go do something less stressful because it's just stressing me out. So I would always be like, but that's the only thing that's really making me happy. So I was like, you know what? If I can apply myself and you know, when you have people in, like I have a vocal coach at, like it's in my reach now and you see them talking to producers and stuff so even if you're not at that step yet you're like okay well now I can see like the dots starting to connect so it felt like okay now I feel like I can really get on track and make moving that happen closer and moving closer yeah. and it's um it's good like I said that you have that at a young age because you get some people that like get into that career and they don't have that that work ethic of I got to go get it for myself. I got to, you know, do it for myself because I, I used to be in music. I still dibble and dabble here and there, but I, I have a lot of friends that do music and I talk to them I, and I tell them like, yo, like nobody's going to invest in you until you invest in you. For so, sure. And, but I, I think a, a, a big part of it and um, like I'm still learning this a little bit, but I think a big part of it is that 
Um, people don't invest in themselves because they don't fully believe in themselves. And they looking for that one person to be like, okay, I know you can do it. Okay, I you telling me that I can do it, I can do it. What, was that, did you have that feeling as well? Or you just like, like you say, after you was four years in, you just knew this is what I was doing. I mean, at a certain point, I was like, you know, you only get one life. Mm-hmm. And I just knew, like, no matter what else I'm doing, okay, I'm in school. You know, I need to know that if this is my passion, I did everything to try and, you know, pursue my passion. So that way, if it doesn't work out, I'm not sitting here like, dang, I should have did this. I should have did that. And it's living like, regret. living in regret. Because I know I couldn't do that. Like, even in those slight moments when I stopped and I was like, and went back. I was like, dang, if I would just kept going in that little hiatus period, I could, where could I be right now? So it's like, like you said, you have to want it for yourself. And I think, like you said, a lot of people wait for that one person to come along and be like, you, I see it. I'm just going to lift you to the top. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's just not realistic. And the truth of the matter is more people are going to flock to you when they see you believing in yourself because now they feel like they're not wasting their time. Mm. And they feel like, okay, well, that's the most important part is you believing in yourself. Why am I going to advocate for you? Why am I going to put you out there and, you know, invest money into you? And when it's time for you to show out, you in the corner, like, I don't know. I just don't know. Like, that's just not, that's not how that works. So, like you said, I believe it's just about believing in yourself first. And that's hard. You can't do that. It's hard to 100% of the time be like, I am that girl. I will never not be that girl. This is me, you know? But I just believe that when the time comes, you need to be your biggest advocate. Of course, because it's, especially in entertainment, it's more, everything is more so confidence. And like you said, you, you have to believe in yourself that whatever you're creating that is going to help somebody out there. So with that being said, a lot of singers, when they come up, a lot of them don't write. And then you got some some singers that they started writing, but then they turn into singers. So do you write your own material? I do. I do. So you're young. Where do you get your material from? Oh my gosh. Because you know they say, you know, well, I they say, oh well, you never done nothing, you never been through anything. So how how do you get your material? Yeah, they right. They right. I have been <laughs> well, at least you honest. Yeah. Least you um, honest. But I'm one of those people who I, I very much so learn from other people's mistakes. Or okay. I, I'm a very empathetic person, so I like I'm able to put myself in other people's shoes very easily and be like, okay, I feel like this is how it feels. So a lot of love songs and stuff, I'll be like, you know, I got an older brother who's of course been in relationships. My parents, they're no longer together. So I kind of watched that whole evolvement of that happen. And it's just kind of like, yeah. So as far as love goes, it's like, you know, you just, I'm, I'm, I'm an observer, you know? That's that's real. That's real healthy uh, in in your in your field because uh, 
you who knows you might you know do a cover song for somebody and you can sit down and talk to that person and then okay i can take and i can create this story from what this person has told me definitely that's a like I said. That's a dope trait to have, um, especially as a, a writer. That can take you a long way uh, with this uh, career. So, when did you write your first song? Did you freeze? <laughs> Oh no, nah. I think she froze. It's going in okay. and out. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll, we'll fix it. We'll fix it. Can you see? Yeah, I got you. Am I good? Can We're you back. Okay. We're back. We're back. We're back. <laughs> um, I was real young and I remember Googling how to write a song. So I Googled it. <laughs> That's different. No, it had the. Yo, 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 yo! We back. We back. Had some uh technical difficulties. You know this technology thing. So we you know still trying to figure this thing out. But we back with Morgan, and she was uh before we left, she was explaining how she started writing. Yeah, so like I said, I had Googled how to write a song. And of course, it gave the breakdown of the chorus, bridge, hook, everything. And I was like, okay, I wrote it. It was bad, very bad. <laughs> but you know, it, everybody needs a starting place. So I just think from then on, I just kept doing it. And I can't even remember what the song was about at all. Well, I can't say so. You don't remember, do you remember the first song that you ever recorded? Yeah, okay. The first song I ever recorded was called Tomorrow, which is actually going to be on my EP that's coming out. I wrote that when I was like, what was I? I was in the seventh grade. And wow. Yeah. And it's still going to be on a project. So that means it still rings, well, it doesn't ring true, but you know, it's still relevant. Right. That, that's what I'm saying. Like seventh grade, that's, that's a nice little skip. For sure. <laughs> That's a nice little skip. And for it to, uh, like I said, to be on your EP as you, you know, enter in adulthood, that, that says a lot about that song. Yes. So do, do you have a um a creating process? A creating process? Hmm. You know, I would say when it comes to songwriting, it's, it's different. It really depends, you know. Uh, voice memos notes are my best friend you know you just think of something during the day you record it you write it down sometimes I could sit down and just write a song no beat and I have the melody in my head or I'll listen to a beat right based off that you know it really just depends it does so speak on your single your first single that you're dropping this Monday, November 9th. Yes. Miss me anymore. Call you, call you. Oh. <laughs> um, miss you anymore. Wow. Like I said. Who hurt you? The, the, <laughs> who hurt you? 
that's the problem. Nobody. I swear. I don't lived like eight past lives. I got that has to be what it is. Cause <laughs> literally I looked up, I was looking up beats on YouTube and I, the beat just started playing and I was like, it's not right at this point to have you on my mind. And I was like, so okay. It just came. And I was like, okay. I don't know where this came from, but I like this. Hey, so, take that and run with it. Yeah, yeah, exactly I, what I, did. I literally was like, okay. Cause you know, you're just listening to stuff. You and just trying to see if I can come up with something. But I sat there and I was like, okay, we gotta sit down. So I sat down and I just wrote the song in like 20 minutes. And I was like, okay. Yeah, I like that. So 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 what so from uh, like okay, so you did say you was doing the EP. Mm-hmm. What made you pick Miss Me Anymore versus any other song that was on the EP? I just felt Miss You Anymore was a good it was a good tempo and of course it was extremely relatable mm-hmm. i felt like that one was just everybody gonna get that because i feel like i like songs that relate to like most pro relationships like a lot of the songs that i write what i can relate to are like friendships you know i have friends that i care about deeply so like i have a song pick up and some people listen to it and they interpret it as okay, it's about like a significant other, like your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whatever the case may be. And I'm like, sure. Or it's about, you know, that friend that you care about and you just want them to pick up the phone. It's about your mom, your dad, you know what I'm saying? It can apply to multiple types of different relationships. And I felt Miss You Anymore could do that as well. So I like that. um when when I got sent the song, I was like, okay, the beat. And then when you came in, I was like, okay. And then that call you, call you that that <laughs> that that caught me. And that's good that you. Uh, a lot of people like is you want some. You want to have a song where somebody can take a like uh, something they can remember it. Just that you know, like I said, that call you, call you. That that's what made me want to go back and listen to the song more and more and more. So that's good, like I said, that you picked that up. Like I said, especially at a young age, because a lot of people do not do no research. They don't study. Yeah. They just be like, hey, yo, man, I, I just wrote this verse. And then they homeboys hyped them up, doing yeah. this doo-doo. <laughs> and then they just run with it. And that's good, like I said, you you take like I said, your parents set you up for a nice work ethic, and then on top of that, you do your research, you do your studying, and then you execute it. How yeah. what percentage do you feel like your EP is ready? My EP is ready. What do you mean, like like how like 50% done? Oh, uh, at this point, at this point, we're just trying to get everything mixed and mastered to you know my liking to where I'm okay so that's pretty much it so like I would say we're almost there we've been there you you got an idea date a date because you know a lot of because nowadays uh artists they just be like you know what I'm gonna just drop I'm gonna just drop on this day and just go with it versus the traditional 
I don't know if you remember, but music used to drop on Tuesday when I was younger. Yeah. But then they moved it to Fridays and like you get new music every Friday, uh, you know, it seemed like every Friday. So do you have a date or are you just going to just drop whenever? Uh, I don't have a specific date. You know, we're thinking sometime in December, hopefully. Okay. Um, That's crunch time. Crunch time. Like, we almost, like I said, we almost there, but want to make sure it's good, it's right, you know what I'm saying? You can put out something you're proud of. Of course. Yeah. Of course. So, is there any music that you're not proud of that's out on the internet? <laughs> <laughs> no, there isn't. No. That's the thing. I'm like, super, um, super self-conscious when it comes to stuff. Like, I'm a perfectionist. So, okay. you know, sometimes, you know, my manager can be like, okay, let's go. <laughs> I'll be sitting on music forever. <laughs> but yeah, so there's no, no music that I'm like, not, not proud of, I guess. But yeah. That's good that your manager, uh, like, pushes you to want to put out your music because I have dealt with artists. And believe me, they, they was dope artists. But I tell them, like, like my brother, he go, yeah, man, I got, I got books and books of rhymes. I be, I be rapping around these dudes all day, and I'm like, okay, but if you ain't got them recorded, if you ain't putting it out there, <laughs> nobody knows. Yeah. So, like I said, that's good that you have people in your corner, and that's that's real strong, and that's a, a important factor when we have these careers when you got a strong core uh, corner that support you. Uh, I was just, I, I did uh, a career day uh, yesterday and I was telling the kids, I was like, yo, like, no, I was, the well, me, the teacher was having a conversation about having yes men and mm -hmm. just, oh yeah, man, that's dope, that's dope. I'm like, nah, I need somebody that's gonna tell me, you know, when I'm wrong or if something's wrong and that's the only way you can be better so do you have like a certain person, like when you're recording a song, writing a song, no matter, you know, no matter what the situation is, you go to that person and you get that, that feedback that you need. Oh yeah. That's definitely my manager as well. Okay. I remember we went in the studio and um, she helps me vocally arrange sometimes to so like harmonies and stuff. And <laughs> the first time we went in the studio for a song, I'm talking about it sound, it was at 10 million stacks and everything and we were like this is it we have done it and we went back and listened to it and we was like this is really sounding a little bit like a hip opera and it is not it <laughs> this this ain't it and you know I'm like okay so now we can go back and start you know that's so important without that I feel like it's like you're just gonna be taking two steps forward and three steps back every time because that's what that's what you need is honesty in this business uh, like that's really all you need and I feel like people be like is it honesty or are they hating I'll be like well honestly the way, the way I feel about that is haters will say I don't like the song and they'll leave it at that but when you have somebody who really cares and who really was like I don't like that song um the melody at this part you know they'll elaborate so I feel like that's a way to tell 
but yeah it's kind of like take both into account but at the end of the day also remember that you're the artist and you have to be satisfied with your work and if you are that's what really matters yeah i um I speak on uh, that that little hating part because I'm the type of like I'm a, I write too. So <clears throat> when I write something and I ask for feedback, yeah, I, I know you're gonna tell me. You know, it's good. You like it. You gonna want more of it. I know that. Tell me what you don't like about it, and that's that's where I uh, when I you know have my people that you know edit my stuff. Don't tell me what you like about it. Tell me what you don't like about it. What can I fix? So when the next time I write something, I can apply what you what you said. Then I'm or I might be, I might be a, a D head and just be like, you know, uh forget what they said. I'm yeah. gonna just do what I want. I'm gonna do what I wanna do. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's, it's it's your art and how you wanna uh put it out there to the world. So you feel like you're ready to so oh, let me backtrack how long did how long did you wait before you wanted to play miss me anymore and was there anything before that how long did i wait i just feel like oh it's, it's been like a pro, you know, everything is a process. So like tomorrow I wrote that when I was in the seventh grade, I didn't record that till I was 16. Okay. So I'm like, everything on that song since you was 16? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, but I feel like everything happens when it's time. Mm-hmm. So, because honestly, now that I'm doing all this stuff with this project, I'm like, oh yeah, I wouldn't have been able to do this at 16. I wouldn't have been able to like, you know, it's just, Everything happens when it's time, when it's ready, when you're ready. Um, miss you anymore? I think I think we're pretty on track, for me anyway, as to when I want to release my stuff. Okay. Does, do you have Do you have a lot of control in when you want to release stuff and what you want to put out? Uh, yes, definitely. What I want to put out, I have full artistic control. Um, when I do have control over that as well, but you know, as an artist, you learn things. You learn, okay, well, don't tell me like today you want to put out a song in two days. That's not how this works. You need time to submit to certain platforms and stuff. So, you know, you learn about those type of things. And it's just taught me in the field, like, you know, if I wanted to release it at a certain point and you're like, well, we can't do that. We don't have enough time for it to submit. It's just like, okay. Now I know. So it's just about learning. So now that you know certain things, it's like, okay, well, yeah. Now I can set my deadlines and everything accordingly in that regard. What was the worst experience like as you was coming up to dropping your first single? The worst experience. Oh, like I know for me, um, when I was doing music, we it, we had a we had a group, and at this point in time, this is where uh, it was that crank that moment, mm-hmm. Soldier Boy, crank that Batman, all that stuff. So we had a nice little gig called uh, called uh, the Johnny D. 
had a dance to it and everything. And we we performed for this uh, for this uh, radio director uh, from one uh, from one hundred four that was a radio station here. She said, "Come perform at this club, and if you can win over the crowd, y'all can open up for at summer jam." So, but the thing was, we was in high school. The club was eighteen and older. Mm-hmm. So everybody had IDs or whatever. So, but with me being the, the the mouthpiece, I go up and I talk to the security guard, and we he was like, "If if y'all all can show me IDs, I'll let you in." We get all the way up to the fourth person. He gonna say, "Hey man, can I show you my school ID?" <laughs> and blew our whole spot. Oh. And we, oh, that was a, yeah, that was an opportunity that we missed. And I mean, he's still here to this day. <laughs> we, we, cool. still, we still, we still, he's still here to this day. Every time I see him, hey man, you know, you, you, you know, you lost us that gig. But, but as far as like you doing music, have you had like any experience that made you like want to not do it or like, choke somebody out that that messed up an opportunity for you um, probably just myself be like, <laughs> like I said because I'm like you know I've been doing this since you know I'm real young right so on top of like just growing up and going through regular emotional things it's like you in a business that's also can be very taxing and very draining. And it's just kind of like, you know, I don't blew opportunities for myself. They be like, come do this, come do that. And I'm like, just mad depressed. Just like, I don't want to do it. I'm not good enough. I'm like, now I'm like, how dare you? You really played us. But. <laughs> <laughs> she said, you're playing us to talk to third person. Like, really? Because that's what I have to, like, even today, I have to, sometimes, you know, like I said, everybody has their moments. I gotta be like, girl, you're not gonna do this. Not to us. Not today. So, (laughs) I think, let me see. I would have to say it was probably when I stopped like, everything, because I was like, I just can't do this no more. And I stopped for, like, six months. I was like, that was probably like the worst time for me because I had stopped doing music, which I loved. And it was just like, just a bad place as a, you know, a teenager growing up and just going through a whole bunch of stuff. And it was just like, dang, that's a lot. Yeah, especially in this but, day and age, like y'all, y'all life is so on display where even if you, I mean, you got some people that can't hide out about it, but everything is just like, in your face nowadays and y'all have a lot on y'all plate sometimes i don't i don't think about that when it comes to my youngins uh, but y'all really have a lot on y'all plate this generation and i mean yeah. y'all have um y'all have more accessibility too to a certain extent but it's just uh, y'all see you know the you know the kill like when we see killings you know, it was, you know, we only really seen it if we've seen a newspaper or 
on the six o'clock yeah. news, but you know, y'all got y'all see it on social media, you know, every other post. Um, so how did you get out that depression, that six month depression to want to get back into your passion? Um, how I got out of that depression was like I said, I think that's when I really came to the realization, like, like I said, I, I kind of, I, I had to do it for me. Mm-hmm. I couldn't just stop and just be like, just sit here. Like, I felt like, listen, you're going to be sad either way. So you might as well do something that's still like, you know, cause in that meantime, I still love music. I still wanted to write, I still wanted to record. I still wanted to do everything. And I was like, so you're sitting here sad and not doing what you want when you could be doing what you want and sad which one like you're gonna be sad but and sometimes you do what you, you want while you're sad yeah you and you, the best music probably came from you know, that that depression yeah i mean it's like nobody is just like depressed one day and not depressed the next it's a process especially at a young age of you know learning yourself you know learning what makes you happy learning what doesn't make you happy so either way, I had to go through that process. So why not allow music to help and aid in that process? So I kind of just had to, you know, tell myself that and get back on the horse. <sighs> yeah. That horse. What <laughs> skills have you learned that will help you in your single career? What skills have I learned? Hmm. I think it's just, you know, also I've had other jobs not in in music since I was okay. like since I was 16. So I think I'm very professional and that is somewhat hard to come by. Mm-hmm. Is somebody who's very like professional all the way through. So I I'm very grateful for that that I feel like I know how to conduct myself in that regard. Um Tell me in my scene career. Like I like you said, my mother making me go out there and get it like by myself and finding all I think that definitely helped. Cause even today, because you have a lot of people who wait for stuff mm-hmm. to come to them. And I'm you like can't. especially mm. stuff like this, you can't. You gotta go. No, you gotta go. You'll be sitting there waiting go. forever. <laughs> forever. You're gonna, you gonna see a lot of people pass you. And you'll be like, man, I know I was better than this guy. And it, like you said, you got to go get it. So I feel it, like that having professionalism and having, you know, being a hard worker, because I really feel like you'd be like, okay, what's so special about that person? Why are they where they are? And I was like, because believe it or not, they're working. They're going to to these open mics they're going to do these things they're going they're putting themselves out there you know and yeah that's just really what it is you got to be able to work hard it's not it's really it's about your talent but it's nothing what's the point of having talent if you're just going to sit on it of course like i i say it a lot hard work beats talent any day that talent can go away but if you have a strong work ethic, you you can you can last you can last very very long, and 
in many different careers. Yeah, and I feel like that's what separates people who really want it and who just, you know, are still thinking about it, you know? That's why I feel like you have a lot of people who just kind of maybe made a song and it's popping and now they kind of sitting there looking like, now what? Like I said, especially nowadays, you can have a popping song and you get famous instantly. But then just as fast as you got famous, that decline will hit you hard. Ask the designer. (laughs) And so, yeah, it's really about longevity. You know, that's what you want as an artist is longevity. You You said something about having multiple jobs. Or you had multiple jobs. What, what, uh, what jobs were uh, were you referring to? Okay, what was my first job? My first job, I was a receptionist at a hair salon, and I hated it. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I hated it so much. <laughs> um, that's actually where I wrote one of the songs on my EP. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was like. But yeah, I worked at a hair salon, and then of course I'm from Atlanta, so I was slanging hot lemon pepper wings at a wing spot, <laughs> and that was cool for a little bit. Wet or dry? Whatever they wanted. Whatever they wanted. <laughs> no, I'm saying for you. I'm saying oh, for you. Okay, let me see. I like, of course, hot lemon pepper sprinkles, extra, extra, extra crispy, okay. wet. Okay, okay, okay. Peach drinks, everything. <laughs> I can't get with the peach drinks, man. I, 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 like peaches. Like the only thing I like is probably like peach is probably like peach rings and peach cobbler. Mm, but it's like a peach one. drink. Gotta get with the peach drink. Mix that with lemonade. Nah, strawberry lemonade for me. That's that's I my go to. But yeah. <laughs> UPS. So, so you're so you got you adding your uh, customer uh, service skills to your career as well. Yes. So, how how does that like what what can you take from your customer service jobs and apply to your career? Like how how do you think that will work? Um. I feel like just like anybody, like you're selling something. You know what I'm saying? You're the salesperson. It's about being, I feel like I'm a nice person already off the bat. So customer service, it wasn't hard for me. It's just like, be kind, (laughs) you know, treat people with respect, even though you might not get it in return. Um, Yeah, I know that for a fact. So I feel like it's just like that, you know, you can't treat people one way and then expect them to buy your product. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it's important to be genuine and it's important to just be, like I said, these are the people who support you. These are the people who are going to show up to the shows. These are the people who are gonna buy your merch, who are gonna stream your music. So I just feel like it's easy for me because I'm appreciative of every little thing. And so it's just very easy for me to reciprocate that and just be like, oh gosh, I love y'all so much. Uh, but yeah so I feel like that's how customer service helps and especially when you do get haters like if you're in customer service and I'm behind the desk and you cursing me I'm talking about dragging me through the mud I can't what am I gonna do 
because either way, you know, I believe it's important to stand up for yourself, but you still have to carry yourself in a certain way because now, just like you're representing a company, you're representing your brand. So it's like, still, you got to keep it together. You, like, remain professional. Yes, for sure. Like, so you spoke on some of your jobs that you already had prior to doing music. If you wasn't doing music, what do you think you'd be doing right now? If I wasn't doing music. Well, right now I'm also in school. Okay. For nursing. Okay. So, yeah. So if I wasn't doing music, I'd probably just go like full force with that. And I really wanted to be a labor and delivery nurse. A lot of people want to deal with babies. Yeah. I love babies. They're so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. When you when they're not yours. You Look, I don't got baby. no kids, so Amen. kids are amazing. <laughs> Keep that. Keep that. So so basically you were going to the medical field if you wasn't doing music. Mm-hmm. That's and that's dope. Like I said, you still out there trying to help somebody because that that's why I look at music music you know it's a um it's a healing uh healing benefit benefactor for, for me it's for uh and I can say for you know for most people that they use music to heal whether it's to you know pull some happiness from somewhere or mm-hmm. you know to you know get some tears you know because they you know you're supposed to cry everybody's yeah. supposed to cry you know, you know, get them tears. So for sure, you don't have no musical influence or people that oh, influence you. For sure, I ooh, I love Sampha. I think he's amazing. Um, like you said, music is supposed to, you know, evoke emotion. You know what I'm saying? I think his songwriting, his melodies, everything is perfect for that. Um, just like Phyllis Hyman, I love her. Um, she was a whole different breed. Um, so underrated. So I feel like they're probably my top two, Sam Phil and Phyllis Hyman. They're bomb. So it's safe to say that those will be your your uh, bucket list collabor- uh, collaboration. Yeah, maybe one day I'll sample some Phyllis Hyman. Samples of Phyllis Hyman, and you know, Lord willing, me and Sampha on the track. Okay, that will make me so Speaking happy. to existence, speaking <laughs> to existence. You go get it out there. So, yeah. if if you could open up for any artist, who would you want to open up for? Ooh, that's a good question. So, so this is where you have to think about your, ex, you know, who can I get the most exposure from? Mm hmm. Who can also I can also learn from, as far as from the business wise and being an artist. So, who would you want to open up for? Wow, who I want to open up for? Your nails fire too, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, who would I want to open up for? Probably like honestly, when she come out with her music, we waiting. Riri. Okay. 
Really? Okay, talk to me. Talk to me. <laughs> I love the Rihanna. I just feel like because also trying to work on my cosmetics. Okay, okay. Um, already branded. Already. Yes, yes. McGraw's artistry. Just wait on it. Uh, <laughs> yes, I feel like she can teach me about like everything. You know, she got the clothes. She got the the makeup. She's so respected as a musician so I just feel like that would give me that would be everything so yeah probably so give me like a uh, give me your your dream concert lineup you got you get four acts four acts okay do they have to be like alive all of them no. Okay. No, no, no. Probably, yeah, probably Phyllis Hyman because she was, oof, take us to church. So Phyllis Hyman, this is going to be weird, but Pop Smoke. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, Sam, but like I said, oh my gosh, I would love to see him. Um, one more person. Mm-mm-mm. Let's see. I've been bumping a lot of Ari Lennox lately. So let's say Ari Lennox as well. That's a weird show, but we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that is, it, it stands out. So what made you say Pop Smoke? Because um, a lot of people, you know, I ain't gonna say got on a bandwagon. I mean, they did, you know, I can say they did. But yeah. what, what, what drew you to pop smoke? Um, like you said, uh, music is a very healing art in general. That's why people go go to the movies and sit there for an hour and a half. Movies, books, whatever the case may be, it's a very healing thing, which is also why, um, rest in peace to King Vaughn, who just passed away, it's so painful for you know fans and supporters when these people pass away because I feel like we correlate this person to serenity, you know, to peace, to when I look at you, I think about putting them headphones in and that was my moment to just turn up or I can finally sit with my sadness or, you know? So I just feel like Pop Smoke is one person who, I feel like I caught on him pretty early, pretty early. I was listening to um, Meet the Woo Mm-hmm. That's his like first project. I was listening to that like right when it came out. I was like, he got it. Like this is some he got it, and it just was you know what I'm saying. It's just something I can recall feeling so happy to, because I'm from like I said, I'm from Georgia. I'm from Atlanta. I don't know really much. I'm I've been in New York like once, so I was like, this is different to me. It was something that I just was like, it just drew me in. It was kind of like a magnetic attraction, and I was like, I really like this, and so. That's why I say Pop Smoke. It was just something very different for me that inspired me. I was like, because I feel like that challenged me. I was like, what would I do on a song with Pop Smoke? Mm-hmm. I was like, it, you know, it made me think as a songwriter, as an artist. Same thing with like X, uh, Triple X and Tentacion. Mm-hmm. Um, just a lot of people. So that's why I said Pop Smoke, because like I said, he was just something different for me that really, I really enjoyed. Yeah, you and you said that you was in Atlanta so and you know we all know that Atlanta is becoming like one of the biggest 
music, you know, what you know, been running the music scene for some years now. So who are some people in your city that you possibly ran across or, you know, been in the same room to to touch so shoulders with, excuse me. Let's because see. I know because I know people be just out, you know, in Atlanta yeah. and just be like like they not famous. Like they not <laughs> I actually went to go get a smoothie the other day and Zaytoven was there. <laughs> and I was like, is that Zaytoven? <laughs> just, just just walking around like Yeah. Like, um, let me see. Shout out to Mulatto. Me and Mulatto, both from Clayton County. You know, I've seen her at school, <laughs> stuff like that. Um, uh, who else is there? Probably seen Ti plenty of times. You like this? There's so many people that you just see around. Um, who else? Miss Deb, Walker Fox's mom. A lot of people. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I, I can't imagine like living in Atlanta. Cause I'm I'm from Fayetteville, where you know we got we got Jayco, and oh, yeah, my mom's from there. Your mom? Oh, okay. Shout to your mom. Yeah. Um, she 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 went to Smith. I have no idea. Oh, you know? Okay, that's yeah. another conversation. Um, but now, like I said, we got J Cole and we got um, shout to Moray. He he's coming up. He's on the way. But um, like. I'm pretty sure it's rare that I'll pull up to a Krispy Kreme drive-through and see J. Cole there. Versus, mm-hmm. like you said, you you going to get a smoothie and Zaytoven there that that you don't that don't like give you you don't want to like strike no conversation or like be you no know, or like on some like uh, you know I do music too or is it just like it's just that normal. Um. I just, I feel like I'm not, I'm not really like, like I said, I'm still kind of shy. Okay. Um, and plus, I feel like I'm one of those people who's like, if I'm going to do something, I got to be a thousand percent prepared. So, you know what I'm saying? So, I don't think I'm there yet to just be like, and like you said, it's kind of like, you don't want to be like, are you so so? <laughs> Hi, like, you know? Uh, it's probably just a lot of overthinking, but yeah, yeah, exactly what it is overthinking. Yeah, so that's all I could say. Probably for me, as an artist, why you don't approach them? Overthinking for a regular person who doesn't do music, they probably would probably say it's just normal. You know, it's just you bound to see somebody in Atlanta. You go to Lenny Small, you bound to see a rapper. You bound to see somebody. You know. Mm. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing at times. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I know if I was at a certain level, I, I always say, if I get to a certain tax bracket, I'm acting bougie. <laughs> don't talk to me, peasant. I'm going to be... <laughs> nah, I'm going to still, you know, uh, I, I'm going to still help people, you know, as far as like, because that's the whole thing about my brand is I want to help mm. people, you know, put them on the platform and then let them rock out, do their thing, especially if they passionate about their craft and whatever they doing. Uh, you know, I want to see people, I want to see my people win. I want I want to see people win 
period. But I want to see my people win for real, for real. But now these, you know, these regular, you know, dusty <laughs> peasants. <laughs> out of here. Out of here. I'm at the, I don't know. I'm at bougie. I might get to a certain tax bracket. What was the best advice that was given to you during your journey? The best advice. Let me see. I think it's, <laughs> she says it all the time. Like you could be going to pick up a pencil and she'll say it. And that's my manager. And literally you'll do anything and she'll be like, believe in yourself. And I'll be like, okay. Thank you. And I really feel like, <laughs> I really feel like that is so important because like we've discussed through this whole thing, it's you before anybody else, you know? And that's with anything, you know? You want to be a, a lawyer, a doctor, um, a trash man? You better believe in yourself, okay? Because you're always going to have opposition you're always going to have something saying, no, you can't do that. You can't do this. There's always going to be something that's going to tell you, you shouldn't be able to do this. You shouldn't do this. So it's just a process of constantly believing in yourself, constantly believing that you are worthy of, you know, accomplishing what you want to accomplish. Um, yeah, that's, that's what I would say. Because if you don't believe in yourself, nothing's going to work. If I didn't believe in myself, what was the point of me slaying a chicken? Okay, I wouldn't have been there. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have been there handing out 10 pieces if I didn't believe in myself because I needed the money so I could go to the studio. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you gotta believe in yourself. You gotta because if you don't believe in yourself when it when it's when you're struggling, when stuff ain't looking up, you gonna quit. What's the point? So that's probably the best advice. Believe just believe in yourself. The best advice that I was ever given to me as far as like dealing with entertainment was from my stepfather and he said speak your truth if, if you speak your truth nobody can hold it against you oh so, definitely then that, that that stuck with me from like when i was <clears throat> when i was writing because well i i for me being a you know you, you know a, a young rapper at that time I was hanging around people that was talking about, you know, moving drugs and, you know, killing people. I'm like, dude, we in the eighth grade. We ain't, <laughs> you ain't got no pack to flip. So me, I I was, you know, I was the cool, you know, I, I was the cool guy. So I talked about the clothes. I talked about the girls. I, and that's what, you know, stuck with me. And like I said, speaking my truth. Mm-hmm. But that's the best advice that I and I and I still speak that to my boys and like whoever I talk to. Like when you're in this, when you're doing what you're doing in your craft, nobody can tell you, you know, say, you know, say you're wrong. <clears throat> I definitely, I definitely agree with that. And I feel like standing in your truth is also being able to admit when you're wrong, you know, and I feel like that's where a lot of these celebrities go wrong you know what I'm saying because they get caught up in you know what I'm saying instead of like just being like listen what I did very dumb very very dumb not a good idea should not have done it 10 out of, out of 10 do not recommend 
And like, <laughs> instead of doing that, they want to be like, well, this is why I did it. And this is this, and this is that. And then it's a bunch of things. And now you're canceled. It's like, I feel like that's also being a part of, a, a part of being mature, you know? It's being able to be like, you know what, that was wrong. That was not, mm-mm. So that also comes with standing in your truth. And like you said, when you're, when you're being you, authentically you, genuinely you, no, what is somebody gonna say? You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, it's me. So I feel like that's also, yeah, a very, very key piece of advice, key piece of information, especially in a business where people tell you to make it, you gotta put on like this a facade. It's like, it's yeah, that's and that's why I have like so much respect for like artists. Like, well, I mean, it's you know the artists nowadays. You know, they you know some of majority of them are like themselves. Then you, you know you're gonna get the copycats, no matter mm-hmm. what. You're gonna get the copycats. But like you, the Coles, the uh, the Kendricks, the now big, the big shines. You know, big, the big Chris being themselves. And drawing a lane, drawing their own lane, even young thug to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Like he in his own lane. Like I like I didn't I didn't appreciate young thug until I started hearing him talk. As far as like doing interviews and whatnot. Because yeah. beforehand he didn't I, I, I don't think I never seen him do like an interview where he was just open and just going. But now I could, you know, I go back and I listen to his music and I appreciate him being, you know, I say, okay, he, he didn't do this for no clout or he didn't, he didn't wear that dress, to, you know, to get attention. He did it because he wanted to. Yeah. yeah. And I, I respected that even, you know, 21 at the, you know, the same, same thing, you know, just doing what you want to do, you know, being in your truth and not living somebody else's life. And I think, mm-hmm that's where um like you said the facade come in they get caught up in living somebody else's life and then when the you know the cancel culture come in get them out of here get them out of here it's a lot for sure it's it can get crazy and that's i just feel like that's why you got people going broke they trying to keep up it's just so many things that come into play. And like, I think, who was it? Chat? I don't want to say his name. I think it was Ocho Cinco. I don't know. Somebody came out and said, yep, all my jury is fake. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I love it. <laughs> like, Yeah. I, I heard uh, Charlemagne say it from time to time. He's like, I don't know why y'all spend that money on that. I go right up the old buddy up the street. <laughs> give me a nice little Cuban that, you know. Yeah, and- I just... Cause who was it? It was somebody recently. I want to. I want to say it was uh, Lucci. He was uh, on a jet ski, and he had his. Uh, he had his piece on. I forgot how much it was worth, but it it was it was it was worth a lot. And Don't tell me it fell off. Yeah, it fell off. It fell off, and they they was talking about like what's the most expensive thing that you you uh. You lost, you know, you lost. I was like, for me, uh, when that one day that food stamps hit, and I <laughs> <laughs> lost the car. Oh, I was hurt. 
I was 13 when I, um, yeah, like you said, people put on that facade and it is like I said, speaking your truth. That's that if you stay you, nobody can tell you what you're doing wrong or nobody can, nobody can hold what you do against you if you're speaking your truth. For sure. So Miss Morgan, what is next for you? What is next? Well, because um, you know you got we got the single dropping Monday. Yes, we do. Then, and then you got the EP coming. We do. So what you know, we get a video, we get in. Oh yes, uh, my single is dropping. And then, you know, some time after y'all can expect the music video. Okay. okay. And then like I said, we got the EP. And then I'm just looking forward to going back in the studio and creating more. You know, I'm, I I've started like to fall in love with this process because it's like you think I feel like people a lot of artists may think I'm gonna put this project out and I'm gonna pop and that's gonna be it. Nobody can't touch me. This is it. And it's kind of like yeah, for me it's like that. If that happens, that's great. It happens, but I'm just like going like you know what I'm saying. Just I'm enjoying creating, uh, learning more about music, learning more about the industry. And just not putting a cap on that. Allowing myself to keep evolving, allowing myself to keep growing, and just, you know, see where this takes me. So, um, do you do you have any like uh any inkling about acting or acting? I'm pretty sure I'm I'm pretty sure uh I'm pretty sure modeling is probably gonna be somewhere in there, but as far as like another another career uh, choice well another career path um I definitely have always been interested in acting um that's dope yeah I have I actually just got some headshots done <laughs> <laughs> yeah but like I said I like to take whatever I do I take it very seriously so I've heard I don't have any experience acting yet yet yes. so I definitely mm-hmm. want to you know get the proper training and you know take the proper steps so that when I, that opportunity does come I'm ready and I'm able to do it to the best of my abilities so that's as far as acting that's where I'm at I'm ready to go get some training and we're ready to go you know get the ball rolling yeah. I say you you are in the right space the right area to do absolutely whatever you want to do you want to do music, you got it there. You got you want to do acting, you got it there. You want to do hair, you got it there. I mean, hey, coming for you, not playing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I say, um, you know, Atlanta is a, a a great spot to um to really you know it, you know put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm wishing you nothing but the best, man. Thank uh, you. I wish you nothing but the best. Um, two more questions. Okay. Two more questions. Um, I'm ask this one. What is your go-to karaoke song? My go-to karaoke song. Okay. Running by, I believe it's Naughty Boy featuring Beyonce. Go-to. Easy. Every time. Mm-hmm. Mine's is uh everybody from uh Backstreet. Okay, okay. 
no, I, I most definitely will. Uh, you I get a couple drinks in me, no matter what. No matter what. Okay, my last question that I've been asking my guests, being that uh, the election is o- over, well, I ain't go- they still count on numbers, but they elected uh, Joseph, as I call him. <laughs> okay. They elected Joseph for the 46th president. Okay. Um, what, well, I, if 2020 was a person, who would it be? If 2020 was a person, who would it be? Think about this. Wait, oh, that I lost. I lost train of thought real quick. The reason why I bought up Joseph, okay. uh, being that you're uh, you newly eighteen, mm-hmm. did you vote? You got you got to vote. I did, and it felt amazing. Okay, that's dope. Yeah. That's dope. Yes, okay, that, that's the reason why I bought up Joseph and yeah. the whole political thing. But um, I definitely voted. Go register to vote, y'all. If you're you not registered, go do that. Okay, the runoff is coming, especially in Georgia. Go vote. I mean, go register. Okay, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, if 2020 was a person, who would it be? It would probably be Clayton Bigsby. <laughs> It'll probably be Clayton Bigsby. Clayton Bigsby. That's who 2020 will be. Yeah. You know what's crazy? I was just watching that like before we started doing this. It will be Clayton Bigsby. Oh my God. That's, that's wild that you said that. That's oh man. For sure. Oh man. Wild. All right, Miss Morgan. So plug yourself. Plug yourself. Tell yes, them where they can yes. find you. So like you said, my name is Morgan McGraw. So you can follow me on Instagram at mmagraws. That's M-M-A-G-R-A-S. You can follow me on TikTok. It's the same M-M-A-G-R-A-S. If you go to my Instagram bio, you'll be able to get to my website and all the links to, you know, pre-save my single, Miss You Anymore, which will be out on all platforms November 9th. The video soon follows. And then my EP, um... Yeah, y'all go do that, please. Thank you. I would love it. It will make me so happy. <laughs> yeah, I, y'all know what it is. Um, follow Morgan. Go, go, go one of, Monday. Go run them streams up. Go run it up. Run it up. Run it up. Run it up. As you know, for me, Jigsaw Blue, uh, IG Jigsaw Blue two six. You get my uh my bio. I have my all links in it. So I have my snap. Twitter, all that in there. So just go there, tap in. Got the podcast. We working. We working. Puzzle Me Entertainment is working. We got we got some things coming in the new year. Got some new projects coming. So be on the lookout for that. Um, shout outs to my boy Garrett and Dom. They Dom Beast. They just dropped their albums last week. So go stream them. Go run them numbers up. Um, Monday, go stream Morgan single. Miss you, anymore. please, please, please. Go stream <laughs> it. Go stream it. Um, I, like I said, I wish you the best. Um, thank you so I much. Will, I will most definitely be keeping my eyes on you and your career and watching you grow. 
I'm I'm excited. So yes, thank you so much for having me. I really I enjoyed it. I had a great time. No problem, no problem. So uh, once you you know get yourself situated with your album and everything, we, you know love to bring you back. You know I'll be ripping up and down the road. So one day I'm in Atlanta, we can do you know a face to face. Yes, sir. So, like I said, uh, Morgan McGraws, Miss Me Anymore, Monday, November 9th. Monday, November 9th. <laughs> Go stream it. Follow her on all her platforms. It's your boy Jigsaw, Jigsaw and Company. All streaming platforms. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, app if you're not on there download the anchor app um do i have anything else to say no i don't so <laughs> other than that <laughs> y'all know how to get down keep y'all pieces together until next time we out deuces